Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, November 10th, 2021. Stand up for your country. Um, we have a lot to tell you about tonight. Some of it you've never heard before. And that's why I try to do every day. I try to give you information that nobody else is giving you. So we'll start with President Biden, as we always do, his schedule. Uh, he's on the road today. He went to a funeral. Former governor of Delaware, Ruth Ann Minner. Um, and then he went to Baltimore to deliver remarks on the infrastructure deal. You know, the usual. There's nothing. I'm not going to use this SOT or any of that. He gives a little speech and everybody applauds and they go home. It doesn't mean anything at all. Um, but what does mean something is um, the continuing economic decline, because that hurts you personally. Now, we don't have a Rasmussen number today. I don't know why it didn't came in, uh, come in, but it did. But um, Joe Biden's in your house, as I say. He's, he's here. In my house, in your house. And we're getting hurt. And that's going to doom him because it's not going to reverse. Unfortunately, we're in for a year of pain. And um, it's because of Biden. Now, you can blame his advisors and everybody else, but it's him. Now, his advisors are idiots. And I'll get into that in a moment. So um, now what the Biden people are pushing is for this so-called reconciliation bill, which is the giveaway bill. So it started at $3.5 trillion. It's now down about $1.7. It'll get down about $1.4. Nobody wants this except the people who are getting the gifts from the government. They want it, but nobody else wants it. And with the inflation, um, it's almost making things worse, even for the people getting the free money. So the Tax Foundation did a study, and it said that if this reconciliation bill passes, all right, the USA will then have the highest personal income tax rate in the world for the highest earners. That would be 57%. And you add in all the Medicare stuff and the Social Security stuff and everything, 57%. In New York State, where I am, you're going to tack on 8% sales tax for everything you buy. And then the income tax is hovering around 10% here. So I'm, I'm into 70% territory. So that is socialism. You take people's money that they work hard for, they earn. You take it away. And you give it to illegal migrants who may have been mistreated. That's who you give it to and other people like that. There's going to be a revolt. This is not going to stand because independents are, they're getting it now. Now the zealots and the far left people, they'll never get it. They want to tear down society. I'll get to that in a moment. So the highest tax rates, income tax rates in the world would be 57% USA if this insane bill gets passed. Japan, 56% Japan, but Japan doesn't have state tax, All right? Denmark, 56, France, 55, Austria, 55, Greece, 54, Canada, 54, Portugal, 53, Belgium, 53, Sweden, 52. Those for the very, very highest level people. There aren't many of them in those countries because it's a quasi-socialist system. You can't make much money. And the people know if they, the more money they make, they're not going to have anything. So they don't even try to make it. That's how crazy it is. Um, okay, so we learned today 
that October inflation is up 6.2% over last October uh, when Donald Trump was in office. Now, 6.2% year to year is a pretty big inflation jump. All right. And food is up 5%, all food. You want a steak, that's up 45%. You want all food, the average is up 5%. Fuel is up 59%. What's fuel? That's heating and cooling your home. 59%. So if you have a pool you want to heat or a hot tub or, you know, stay dry. Um, Gas is up um, 30% year to year. And used vehicles up 26%. So it's really incredible. Now, the gas, what brings that down, that number would be much higher if not for the southern states. Some of them have managed to keep the gas prices down. All right. But California and New York, where I am, they're hovering around $5 a share. And the prediction is the gas prices, gasoline prices per gallon, go up 50%. I'm sorry, 50 cents. 50 cents a gallon before Christmas. You imagine that? 50 cents? So what's really going on here? So the Biden administration knows all this. And they go, oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's temporary. Okay. And Ken Langone, founder of Home Depot, is on, I think it was CNBC today. And he goes, no, it's not. It's not temporary. Because there's nothing being done. Nothing to tamp that inflation down. In fact, their government is spending more money, printing more money. That doesn't tamp inflation down. All right. And then the supply chain problems and labor problems, all that makes goods more scarce. And when goods are more scarce, prices for them go up. When you're a trucker and you're paying 50, 60 percent more for fuel than you did last year at this time, then what you're transporting, the price is going to go up to the grocery store. This is fundamental. And I always say this, this time last year, think back one year ago, the VAX just rolled out. Trump was still president. He had lost, but he was still in office. VAX rolled out. We're in the middle of the COVID horror. I mean, a real tight grip of COVID. Were there any supply chain problems? No. Was there any inflation? No. Were there labor problems? No. People got where they wanted to go. They were paying even lower prices for food and fuel and other essentials. So you're telling me that in the middle of this horror of COVID, The government could keep things under control, but Biden, a year later, when COVID is subsiding, can't? That's sheer incompetence. Now, when put yourself in the the Oval Office, all right, because I know a little bit about this. So Biden's there, and and he's got advisors coming in all the time. And they got to tell him, hey, your poll numbers are going down, inflation's going up, supply problems are terrible. Blah, 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 blah. Now, you would think that like Clinton and Obama, when things went south for them, they would start to change, but they're not. Why? Because the transformational philosophy is more important than governance. Let me try to explain that. 
What Biden and the progressive left want to do is transform the country in three essential areas. One, the economy. They want to turn the capitalist economy into a quasi-socialist economy controlled from Washington. If you break the capitalist system, the free marketplace system, then the government has to come in, number one. They also want to inject a green economy, environmental justice. That means that all research and development has to go to wind turbines, solar, all of that. As I reported earlier, the problem with that is that China makes all that stuff. So if you want to get it, you got to get it from them. It's not like we're setting up big plants here to manufacture wind turbines and solar panels. We're not. So the research money, all of that's going to benefit China. Will it benefit us? I don't know. Who knows? Didn't benefit Texas last winter. The second is education. The transformational education vision is to turn the student classroom into a far left classroom. America is bad as it stands now, but we noble people, we progressives are gonna make it good. But first we have to clear out all the white guys, all the traditional American tenants, clear that out because they're evil. They oppress minorities. You got to do that and you got to buy into it, you seven-year-olds listening to this loony left-wing teacher. Transform education. That's already happened at the college level. My alma mater, Marist College, used to be a really vibrant school to help working class students of all colors. It's now a left-wing lunatic asylum. It is. I mean, it, it breaks my heart to say it. Georgetown, Villanova, Boston College, all of these schools founded on Judeo-Christian philosophy. Gone. That's stunning. OK, but that's what the Biden administration wants to do with the high schools, middle schools and grammar schools. Third is to wipe out Judeo-Christian philosophy, all of it, even though our Constitution is based on it. Judeo-Christian philosophy is evil because it oppresses minorities. It led to slavery, okay, and all of the other terrible things. We've got to get it out and replace it with secularism, where there is no higher power. We know we owe no allegiance to anyone but ourselves and the strong, central, virtue-seeking government in Washington. So it's short-term pain for long-term gain. The transformation can't happen until you break down the economy, the education, and the Judeo-Christian philosophy. That's the big picture here. That's what's happening. Now, does Joe Biden understand that? No. He's not smart enough to understand it. Are they telling him that? No. But the architects behind his administration, and the best example is open borders. You don't open borders 
particularly in a COVID pandemic, unless you are trying to alter the country. That's what you're trying to do. So if you add all it up, everybody asks me, write letters, why, why, why? That's the why. That's the why. Now, they only got a year. They're going to get whacked in the midterms next November unless the dim-witted Republicans, and I'm dim-witted is the word, because they, they're not going to tell you what I just told you. Mitch McConnell going to tell you that? He doesn't know. They're dim-witted. They better come up with an overall philosophy and specific solutions. Will they? I don't know. I mean, I don't see any bright lights. I deal with President Trump a lot. We have a lot of discussions. And he hears what I say. Okay. So this Thanksgiving is going to be more pain because you're not going to be able to get what you want to have the traditional dinner, which is fine with the progressives because they don't like tradition. Thanksgiving's racist to them because those pilgrims, they wiped out those Indians in Massachusetts, right? So um, the New York Times, I'm not even going to bother, they say that everything's going to be more expensive and less available because of knotted supply chain. Why is it knotted? Wasn't knotted this time last year. High transportation expenses. That's because of gas. That's because of Biden. Labor shortages. That's because of Biden. Sending everybody money. Okay? That's why. It's Turkey. 60% out of stock right now. Turkey. And if you want to buy a turkey, you're going to pay about 25% more than you did last year, even if you can find one. Cranberry sauce, all right, 20% out of stock. So that means there's a 20% less supply there was this year. And um, again, that's supply chain, whatever. Uh, Yam, sweet potatoes, same situation. Pumpkins, um, 20% increase in the price of pumpkins. I got a pumpkin outside my house, left over from Halloween. Maybe I'll mash it down. I don't know. So this is all because of Joe Biden. And I don't know how many people are going to sit down at Thanksgiving dinner and go, you know, we ought to be thankful for the president, Mr. Biden. Are you going to do that? I'm not going to do it. I don't want to be a mean guy, but I'm not thankful. I'm not. He's a disaster. So, um, you know, I got to keep reporting the truth and I will. Now, another story before we get to Sean Spicer, who um, has a new book out. I talked to him about a bunch of stuff. Joe Biden wants all of Donald Trump's private conversations on January 6th when the Capitol was attacked. So he signed an order, executive order. I want them all. Joe wants them. President Trump says no. That's executive privilege. Now, those transcripts, conversations, they're at the National Archives. They're stored there. So now the Biden administration says, we're going to get them. And Trump sued. So it went to a judge, a federal judge, named Tanya Chutkin, age 59, appointed by Barack Obama. Guess who 
Judge Chutkin ruled in favor of. Joe Biden. Okay. Shocking, right? So now Biden thinks he's going to get him, but he's not. Because Trump's lawyers are going to appeal to a higher court. And here's why Trump's going to win. Um, Barack Obama signed Executive Order 13489 on his second day in office. Okay? And the order says that both current and former presidents are allowed to invoke executive privilege with respect to presidential records kept in the National Archives. Did you know that? Nobody knows it. Press will never report it. That executive order has never been challenged, never been overturned. It stands. And this is very specific. Records in the National Archives, which is where the January 6th records are. Supreme Court, any federal judge that's honest, looks at this and goes, you didn't overturn Obama's executive order. It stands. You're not getting it. And if it got to the constitutional level, there's no way executive privilege does not apply to presidents when they leave office. No way. I thought you'd like to know that. All right, our pal Sean Spicer, he works at Newsmax. He did the program at 6 p.m. He was former spokesperson for Donald Trump, as you know. He's got a new book, Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's Dangerous Plan for America. He's doing very well. So I'm reading the book, and uh, I get to Chapter 3, and the first paragraph is pretty illuminating. I want to put it up on the screen. I'll read it to you. Spicer writes, quote, a little after 5 p.m. on Inauguration Day, President Biden entered the Oval Office for the first time as president, seated himself behind a resolute desk. There, in a space of 20 minutes, he destroyed women's sports, slammed the brakes on America's economic recovery, eliminated thousands of jobs, made American families poorer, opened American borders, angered our ally Canada, and gave a huge gift to America's worst international foes, including Russia and communist China. All in a day's work for the president, who a few hours later had pledged, I will be a president for all Americans, by placing his signature on 17 executive actions he had sent America careening far to the left. So I am pretty perceptive, and I didn't know the time frame was so intense, but 17 executive orders in, uh, you know, a short period of time. So joining us now from Orlando, Florida, where the Trump um, O'Reilly History Tour will be on the 12th of December. Spicer, you better show up to that, by the way. It's on me. I'm, I'll copy you. I, well, you don't need, I'm actually camping out. That's why I'm here. Oh, yeah? I'm getting in line. I want to be first in line. I, well, so, you, you, know, I, I, you'll, you can do the little, uh, what do they call it, the barbecue outside before the tailgating, tailgating thing. But anyway, it's going to be quite a show. Um, sure. In fact, you know a lot, but the stuff that we're going to get into, you may not know. Well, if so, it's half what that, what that monologue was, I mean, I'm sitting here taking notes. I didn't know about that executive order, and I, I do this every day. I work in the White knows. House. I, I, yeah, but I mean, I feel like I could write another book based on what you just said in the last 17 minutes. Well, that's my job. 
You know, my job is to, to uncover the facts, not to just spout off about ideological stuff. But anyway, look, the question, my first question is, Biden gets in. He's not an intellectual giant. You know that. Everybody knows that. He's not a thinker. He's a pal. Um, yep. And all of a sudden, he's got 17 executive orders. They had to be written for him, right? They had to be prepared for him. This whole strategy had to be unfolded. He gets in. He's got the pen. Bing, 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 bing. That's how it went down, right? Yeah. But look, I, I want to dovetail off something that you just said because it plays right into this. These guys, you and I are probably the only two people on this page that any normal Democrat after the beating that they took last Tuesday night would have said, we got to tack back to the middle. We got to triangulate. We got to stem our losses from the upcoming midterms. These guys realized that they have 12 months left to make what I call a radical nation in the book happen. And so they're going to do everything they can to jam things through in the next 12 months. And that's where I think that, that the folks on the right don't get it, that they think that these guys are going to go, oh my gosh, we, we got to mend our ways. In fact, the opposite. They know they're losing the house. So they're going to double down on everything left. But here's the other point that I want to make that you touched on. Joe Biden and the and these folks are trying to become, as I state in this book, clearly the most progressive president ever. Bill, it's not about accomplishment. That's the thing that people have to get through their head. What Joe Biden is doing through the people that he appoints and the policies that he proposes is to go down and cement a legacy as the most progressive president ever. That's it. He doesn't want accomplishment. He wants legacy. And he knows if he appoints a bunch of firsts, the first female woman of color to be vice president, the first LGBTQ secretary of transportation, that the left will love him forever because he will have all of these firsts, not the most qualified, not the most accomplished, but they check the ideological woke boxes. But the strategy is doomed to failure and he's not smart enough nor are his advisors to know that because the thumping that the Democrats took last week has now made a guy like Joe Manchin much more powerful. All right, because oh, he yeah. saw that the folks don't want this agenda. And he knows, as every politician should, that the deciders in the general elections, whether it be governor or senator, congressman, or president, are now independents. And according to the USA Today poll, independents are now against Joe Biden seven to one. So if you go and you want to win and regain power, the Republicans have to court, not yes. their own crew. Don't speak to the choir. The choir is going to stay there. But you've got to say, we have a better idea. That's what I told Donald Trump. I talked to him yesterday. I said, look, you got to dial down the confrontational stuff. You don't need it anymore. You needed it to defend yourself against the bogus Russian collusion stuff that we saw. But now you just run on your record. Yeah. You put your but record you up against Biden's record. It's insane. I mean, it, it literally you go in 10 months. You've botched a massive withdrawal from Afghanistan. You've angered some of our most closest allies, whether it's Britain, France, South Korea, um, and and thrown the economy into a tailspin. Bill, I actually, you know, the funny thing is, I want to trade you a story that you may not know, but then again, I never want to. I don't know that I'm ever going to surprise Bill O'Reilly, but let me throw one at you. Um, 
about three weeks ago, we had the first ever repatriation ceremony that our country's ever held with another country. We uh, we sent over 38 service members from Korea and President Moon of South Korea flew to Hawaii to repatriate six service members from the United States. So as I said, President Moon lands there in Hawaii at Joint Base Hickam Pearl Harbor. And do you know who greeted him from the Biden administration? I don't. No one. No one. The president of South Korea flew over to the United States to repatriate six U.S. service members. We were handing back 38. First time in history ever occurred. And, and that, not mean, one that means that their remains were being sent back to each country. Did the governor I, of Hawaii show? I don't know. They sent a military officer to, to greet him. But I'm thinking to myself, it just it, it, it the, the, the the lack of oh, they, they don't care. Well, I mean, see, believe me. Sean, if they don't care that gas prices are strangling working class Americans, if they don't care about that, they're not going to care he, about Mr. Moon from South Korea. But the thing is, is that if you're not watching Bill O'Reilly or my show on Newsmax, the, and I have two chapters on the complicity of the media, they ignore that. No one covered that. No one's talking no one about the order that you just enlightened people because the media is running around saying Donald Trump's screwed. And then Bill O'Reilly says, no, not so much. Here's the executive order Barack Obama signed. But the problem is, is that this media that surrounds this president now is there to cheerlead for him and then cover up everything when he, sure. you know, any double the way you do that is January 6th and all that stuff. Now, one more question for you in the book again is Radical Nation, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's dangerous plan for America. You have uh, a bunch of stuff about Vice President Harris. Why do you think her approval rating is 28 percent in that USA Today poll? That's shocking. I, I'm sorry. I don't think that it is. Number one, she was rejected by her own party early in the primary process, right? So the only reason she got selected, and I talk about this in the book, is it, is what I mentioned again a minute ago. Joe Biden wanted to be able to have a talking point. He wanted to be able to say that he appointed the first person, female of color, to be vice president. She's clearly not the most qualified. He's given her a bunch of tasks, you know, whether it's the border or all, and, and none of them have been done well. So, you know, the funny thing about 28% is it's one thing to have the Republicans not like you, maybe even the independents, but it's her own party that has turned against her. That's how bad she is. So I, I think the problem is, and I talk about these other people in the cabinet in the book, that when you're choosing people based on the box that they'll check, whether than the qualifications that they have, you end up with people like Kamala Harris that get a 28% approval rating. All right, well, it makes sense. Um... Richard Nixon, when he uh, resigned from office, had a 33% approval rating. Kamala Harris is five under. Hey, Sean, thanks for helping us out. Good luck with the Newsmax program at 6 o'clock. See you we'll on the 12th. Uh, yeah, we'll see you in Orlando, Florida on December 12th, and we'll talk again soon, I hope. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, American debt is higher than it's ever been. This is personal debt, amount of money you owe, credit cards, mortgages, auto loans, student loans, at record levels. So, you know, you got to be smart. You got to be smart in how you spend your money and what you buy and don't overextend. Build your way up. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, 
the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Um, back on April 22nd, and I'm, I'm proud of my ability to predict things that come. And I do this based upon facts. I see stuff that develops, all right? So on April 22nd, I said this about education. Go. So the progressive left to say it's not fair to give actual grades. It should all be pass-fail. Because the poor kids with the bad parents, they can't get as good grades as the rich kids with the good parents. So we don't have grades. Wipe them all out. That's coming. And Arizona State University, everyone. A professor of rhetoric and composition named Usao Anoy. Anoy is a very appropriate name for this guy. No, 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 no. We can't have grades. Okay? And here's why. Put it up on the full screen. Quote, this is Professor Anoy. White language supremacy in writing classrooms is due to the uneven and diverse linguistic legacies that everyone inherits and the radicalized white discourses that are used as standards which give privilege to those students who embody those habits of white language already. (laughs) I didn't know there was a white language. Did you know there was a white language? Is this insane? Now, I know there's a patois in the rap world. Okay. But there's the English language, and that is the language of the country, but not for Professor Anoy. He doesn't want students at Arizona State to be graded at all because this is so unfair. This is white supremacy. All right, this day in history is very interesting. So November 10th, 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower dedicates the Marine Corps War Memorial. Throw it on up. So this is outside of Arlington Cemetery in Virginia. You can go see it today. And it commemorated the founding of the Marine Corps. But it's also known as the Iwo Jima Memorial. Now, Iwo Jima was really why Eisenhower did this, because Eisenhower, as you know, was a commander in Europe. The Pacific War was not nearly as well covered as the war against Germany and Italy because you couldn't get the press onto the islands. It was very, very difficult to do that. But in the mainland of Europe, you could. 
Eisenhower knew that. So he wanted people to focus in on Iwo Jima. I'm going to tell you about this. So the island's a remote piece of rock in the South Pacific, okay? And it's fairly close to Japan. That is why the Marines invaded. They needed an air strip on Iwo Jima, which the Japanese had built. They needed it so American planes could take off from Iwo Jima and bomb the Japanese mainland. This was a vital battle. And the Japanese knew this. Okay, so 70,000 U.S. Marines invaded Iwo Jima. And they got off the ships and they landed on the crafts. Nobody shot at them. No fire. Okay, it wasn't like D-Day. So they got on the island and the Japanese were dug in waiting for them. And a ferocious, ferocious fight. Okay, so 18,000 Japanese soldiers at least were killed. Okay, only 216 soldiers captured. So they fought to the death. And if they were surrounded, they would stab themselves, seppuku. They wouldn't give up. You had to burn them out with flamethrowers. 6,800 Marines killed, almost 20,000 Marines wounded. All right, so 70,000 went in, and you had a casualty rate of about 27,000. It was horrible. And that showed the resilience of the U.S. military. That was it for Japan. Once that happened and U.S. planes could take off and bomb the mainland, all right, and set up the Okinawa situation, invasion of Okinawa, which was the big island closest to Japan where U.S. troops still are, okay, that was over. And they knew it, but the Japanese wouldn't give up. Okay, so I write about this in Killing the Rising Sun in vivid detail. You want to know about Iwo Jima and and how that all went down. And it's it's really worth knowing about. It's one of the most ferocious battles that U.S. ever participated in. Okay, with a quick break, we're going to uh, come back with mail. And then we're going to come back with a final thought about did Joe Biden lie about the USA Today poll? In a moment. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, let's get some mail under our belts. Deborah Rutan, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Bill, you once said it, if it was proven that fraud affected the previous presidential election, President Trump would have an open door back into the White House. Is the Durham indictments part of that narrative? No. 
It would have to be direct election fraud. Um, the Durham investigation will expose the Hillary Clinton campaign. That's what it will do. Chris Dolotsky, Philadelphia. Bill, I'm happy to see John Durham finally make some headway. My question is, how much do people care anymore? It's a good question. Only the really engaged people care. The folks, the casual people, they don't care. Um, Even though, Ron, that's Ron, right? Chris, even though, Chris, um, this demonstrates massive corruption in this country. That's where I wrote the column on BillOReilly.com entitled Corruption. I hope everybody reads it. Ronald, concierge member, Ronald gets direct access to me. If Joe Biden gives money to these illegal aliens, what's to stop those separated under the Obama administration from seeking compensation? Nothing. This is just open the spigot, which is what the ACLU wants. Wants an open border, wants to punish the U.S. government. The ACLU is in business to punish America. Thomas, will the ACLU earn fees if the government awards a settlement to migrant families? Expenses. Don't think fees, expenses. And believe me, the expenses will be plenty. Ron McMartin. Ron did not give a town. Now, usually I throw Ron's, I would throw Ron's email into the uh, little email tank. But this is a good one. But please give your town. So Ron says, even if it's 450000 per illegal, they could pay it by giving each victim one painting from Hunter Biden. <laughs> it's not bad. Not bad, Ron. I don't know if he's got that many paintings, though. But he could conjure them up if there was something in it for him. John, sometimes because of work, I miss your no-spin news. Did the Pope confront Mr. Biden on his stand for abortion? Nobody knows. The private conversation was not reported by either man. The only thing Biden said was that he was allowed to receive communion. Now, on Monday, because the bishops start to meet then, this could be big for Biden, if they ban him from communion, we will have a special guest on this topic. Alfred, just got killing the mob, can't put it down, unbelievable detail. There's been a resurgence in killing the mob. I think it's for Christmas. Um, It's a good book. You'll really like it. And I said yesterday, I was surprised how many women like it um, because it moves and you learn a lot and you're entertained. So Killing the Mob uh, is surging. I'm glad you like it, Alfred. And you can get it on Amazon, BillOReilly.com, uh, all of that. And we want you to go to the uh, Christmas store. We don't have any supply and shape problems because we anticipated chaos. And you know what I did this year? I, I, I kept the products, you know, reasonable financially, but also I didn't go crazy with variety. So we have the Stand Up For Your Country stuff, which is always, you know, a perennial. And the Stand Up For Your Country stuff is mats and uh, mugs and all of that. Um, And we have an apron. So you're cooking Thanksgiving dinner and Stand Up For Your Country. It's great. A lot of fun. And we also have the uh, Christmas ornaments, right? The God Bless America. Who doesn't want them? Everybody wants them, and very inexpensive. But the best thing is, if you 
buy a concierge or premium membership to BillOReilly.com and you give it as a gift, you get a free book, you get free ornaments, you get free stickers, regret your 2020 vote yet. I'm, I'm just giving you stuff. And the reason I'm doing this is I know it's not easy. All right. And I want you, you know, we make a little bit of money out of this, but not a lot. And but I want you to have a lot of good gift giving stuff. And this is um, word of the day. Do not be picky. You P.I.C.A.U.N.E. when writing to BillOReilly.com. Name and town if you wish to opine. Back with the final thought. Did Joe Biden lie about the USA Today poll? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so earlier this week, USA Today came out with the poll. 38% approve of Joe Biden's job performance. Embarrassing. Ten months in office. The national press ignored it. But a honest reporter in Cincinnati asked Mr. Biden about it. We ran this clip yesterday, but I think it's worth rerunning. Go. My polling numbers are the same. Essentially what uh, everyone from uh, Bush to uh, uh, to uh, to um, Clinton to, uh, you know, all, all of uh, Obama were at the same time. Okay, so that was a lie. But was it really? So Obama's uh, approval rating, according to Gallup, 10 months in, 53%. Biden's is 38%. That's a pretty big gap. Yet Joe Biden says his approval is the same as Barack Obama's at the same period of time. It's not true, right? It's not true. So the people who don't like Joe Biden, they're a liar. All right, but I try to be fair. So here I'm going to give you some information that you don't know. Disinformation. Do you know what disinformation is? D-I-S. Disinformation is when someone says something false and they know it's false. That's a lie. Disinformation. They know they're not telling the truth. Misinformation is when someone states a falsehood, but they don't know it's not true. They should. If you're going to say something, you should know what's true and false, but they don't really know. So I will submit to you that Biden is in 
the misinformation category. And I say that because if you look at the soundbite I just played you, he had trouble getting the words out of his mouth. He couldn't remember the names of Bush, Clinton. He really didn't know. And I know that somebody told him, oh, don't worry about this USA Today poll. It's an outlier. And the other presidents had the same problem in 10 months. I'm sure he was told it. Did Biden himself look it up? Did he do the research? Now, he should have because he should have known that somebody's going to ask him about this. Yeah, the national press is in the tank and he stays away. But if you're going to go out to local Cincinnati and the reporter has got the IQ over 50, that reporter is going to ask you about that. So Biden should have researched it and he should have known. But I believe he did not. Number one, he's too lazy to do it. And here's the big thing. Joe Biden doesn't care if what he says is true. I firmly believe that. He doesn't care. He's in the business of promoting a far left agenda, as Sean Spicer said earlier. Right. That's what his business is. It's not about a precise explanation on anything. And I don't even think he's capable of doing that now at 79 years old. I could be wrong, but when you hear the word lie, always now know the difference between disinformation, that's a lie, and misinformation, which is someone who's falsifying something but doesn't really know. But again, in Biden's case, he doesn't care. Thanks for watching the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.